0: number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, well, they were having a uh, sale, Mr. Producer, on stents, you know, the stents that go into the arteries, so I went into one of the hospitals and I got another stent, but everything's great, and I want to thank you folks for uh, inquiring. All right, look, if we can't keep... The biggest city in the nation, safe. The biggest financial center in the world, safe. What was once the biggest tourist center in the world, safe. Then we're failing as a civil society. This attack on the New York subway is an attack on all of us. Many of you listening have never been on a subway or you avoid subways. Well, people are avoiding subways because they're not safe anymore and because they stink from human feces and urine and so forth, and they're rat infested. And yet, if people want us to take mass transit, this needs to be fixed. But it's not going to be fixed as long as criminals are on the street, as long as we have liberal judges letting them out the back door. These are violent people. Now, I don't know who this guy is, 5 feet 5 inches tall, about 180 pounds. African-American, sounds like a slob. But conditions are such that at least for now, maybe there's more than one person, but at least for now, one guy can elude all authorities, get on the subway, uh, unleash these canisters, these gas canisters, wearing a gas mask, He's carrying a bag that has gasoline, smoke bombs, and other things in it. He unloads his pistol, or his weapon, which jams, thank God. Ten people are actually shot, five in critical condition. We hear none of them life-threatening, but simply could have been. That's luck. Eighteen others injured in one way or another. The crime in the New York subways up sixty-eight percent year to year. Now they have an image of the guy, apparently from somebody with a phone. But now the news is, as of now, that none of the video was working. You know, you see the video cameras in the ceilings and so forth in various subway stations. We have them in Washington and so on. They weren't working, none of them. So there was a systemic failure. On the other hand, who was there at a moment's notice? The NYPD. The FDNY. The NYPD. Always the point of the spear. Always there first. Always there where there's smoke, where there's gunfire, where there's bomb threats, where there's mayhem. The same NYPD less than two years ago, that was brutalized by the media, brutalized by the Democrat Party, brutalized by that former mayor and that city council, the defund movement. You don't hear a word now about systemic racism in the NYPD, do you? Not a word. The people of New York, the people of New York State, the people of the country rely on this police department. And this police department will get to the bottom of this, because it's made of professional men and women, not racists, who put their lives on the line every damn day. Same with the fire department, right on the scene, and quite frankly, same with the MTA. There they were, moving the wounded, the casualties, onto another train to get them to a hospital as fast as they could. This is a fantastic country. New York is a fantastic city. But you cannot allow violent criminals to be recidivists with these quack judges and these quack laws and these quack politicians. Now the president of the United States says federal authorities will get to the bottom of this. So then, You know, they'll leave no leaf over, unturned, no rock unturned and all the rest of it. All of a sudden, everybody supports the cops, but they don't support the cops. That's why we're in the position we're in today. That's why people are moving en masse out of New York City and its five boroughs to other places. Like Florida, like Texas, like Tennessee, like other states, they just had enough. The taxes are through the roof. Where are they all going? Then the masks... The moron governor in New Jersey, across the river there. Yes, I think second graders should learn about different uh, sexes and so forth. And He's having second thoughts because parents, regardless of party, regardless of background, have had enough of this crap. They've had enough. And the same day this is going on in New York City, the lieutenant governor is arrested for financial embezzlement, criminal activity. He's arrested, just resigned. The governor of New York hasn't even been elected. It's because the former governor had to resign under pressure because of his misconduct and unethical behavior. The American people deserve better than this. Now here are the facts for those of you who may not know although it's been on television and radio. The New York City, City subway shooter's Philadelphia-rented U-Haul is found abandoned on a Brooklyn Highway, five miles from where he shot ten strap hangers. Gunman dumped gun, three extended-round magazines, and a bag of smoke bombs at the train station. He opened fire on a northbound N train at 8.24 a.m., as it pulled into the 36th Street station. He'd been calmly sitting on the train, as the Daily Mail reports, but then put on a gas mask and detonated a smoke bomb. Passengers were trapped in the subway car. They tried to get to the next car, but the door was locked. When the train arrived at 36th Street, injured victims spilled out onto the platform, trailing blood. The gunman described as a heavy-set black 5-foot-5-inch individual, and wearing a vest, fled and remains at large. There's a massive manhunt underway. NYPD officials have told to look for the U-Haul van with the plate AL-3140A. Well, they found it. His 380 automatic handgun jammed, which stopped him from shooting more at the station. A bag, bag of Falcon Rising fireworks, seismic wave smoke canisters, and three extended magazines were found. The NYPD is doubling the number of police officers on the subway tonight. They'll find the guy. I have complete faith in the NYPD. They'll find the guy. And they've located the U-Haul. Sebastian Ray's U-Haul Vice President of Communications said, Law enforcement alerted us to its search for a rental van and its possible connection to a suspect in today's incident in New York City. Well, they already have. No security cameras were operational. That is shocking, to be perfectly honest. that is That is appalling. Now, it says here that he may have jumped onto one of the other trains at the station or fled into the subway tunnel. It's been a frightening spike in crime across the city, particularly in the subway, where crimes are up by more than 60% from last year. And as I say, ABC reports a, the police have obtained a photo of the suspect from a bystander's phone, but the image has not yet been released anywhere. NYPD units are scouring the city's empty subway tunnels to find the suspect, and a city alert has been issued... The FBI and others have been going door-to-door in the area. It's a long, excuse me, it's a very large area, as a matter of fact. Uh, Is it terrorism? The mayor hasn't ruled it out. They haven't ruled it in as they gather information. Uh, This is what we know. Uh, The Daily Mail has uh, very extensive uh, photographs, if you wish to check it online. And the New York Post has done outstanding coverage, too, if you want to check that. One witness said, I thought he was an MTA worker at first because I was like, I didn't, like, pay much attention. He's got on orange. The smoke bomb and what I thought were fireworks, I'm hearing it was gunshots. I have no words for what I could see. I was in the car. I was in the front end of the third car. Everything happened at the back end. People started migrating to the front of the car. I don't know if people know this. It's one of those old things where they lock the door to stop people traveling between trains. There were people in the other car who saw what was happening, and they tried to open it, but they couldn't. And there was blood on the floor. And I'll tell you another thing that's happening. This is where decent people begin to unite. And pull together. And that's now what you're seeing in New York City. But I do want to mention, again, this is an example. Of why the war on cops is so destructive to society, to the civil society. And the NYPD that was honored after 9-11. And honored for so many, for so many horrific events that it was involved in stopping and, and dealing with afterwards. This is why so many, of them, so many of us defended them. When Black Lives Matter, which is a corrupt organization stealing millions from people, did what they did and said what they said. The NYPD's owed an apology. These liberal judges need to be removed. These phony bail laws in the front door, out the back door need to be repealed. And if the people don't do it, it's not going to be done. That's what elections are all about. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to LevinForHillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at LevinForHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There is going to be a live update, which we'll break into for a period of time uh, on uh, any uh, additional information. Keachin Sewell is the New York City Police Commissioner. Here's what she said today. Cut one, go. Just
2: before 8.24 this morning, as a Manhattan-bound N-train waited to enter the 36th Street station, an individual on that train donned what appeared to be a gas mask. He then took a canister out of his bag and opened it. The train at that time began to fill with smoke. He then opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and in the platform. Again, we will describe him as an individual. He is being reported as a male black, approximately five feet, five inches tall with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest
0: and a hooded sweatshirt, the color is gray. See, the word is out in New York, as in most of our cities now. The word is out. Everybody may not get away with a heinous crime, but many will. And they'll have the politicians backing them. Because they trash the cops. Here's Eric Adams. He has COVID, but he called into a radio station. Cut three. He's the mayor. Go.
1: And we know we're going to get crime under control. And the problems we're facing is a problem that is hitting our entire uh, nation right now, and that is why this is a national uh, response. We need a national response to this issue. We're going so to this is at-
0: what we get. We need a national response. Now, a national response. Is the federal government in charge of local police forces? Is the federal government in charge of liberal judges who let repeat violent criminals out the back door? Is a federal judge responsible for the city council in New York or the Or the government in Albany, which is all Democrat. What's the federal government supposed to do? This is the city subway system. The cameras aren't working. There's not enough police officers down there. Police officers are retiring in record number. Murder's up. Crime of all kinds is up. In all these cities, because they're all run the same way, into the ground, into the ground. Until you, you bring back a Giuliani type, until you give the police the ability to do what they used to do in New York. New York used to be incredibly safe. People went there. They didn't even fear for, for any kind of assault or anything. You've got a massive increase in hate crimes against the Orthodox Jewish community. What are they doing about it in New York? Nothing. You've got a massive increase against Asian Americans in New York. What's happening? Nothing's being done about it. Nothing. Instead, they want to talk about ghost guns. What do ghost guns have to do with it? Ghost guns. And, we, and it's always, we need a national response. We need a federal response. How much more money can pour into these cities and states? They don't prioritize law enforcement. That's the problem. They romanticize Black Lives Matter, Antifa. They're teaching our children in the classroom to hate their own country. They're destroying American history. National response. When they had a president who would provide a national response, they hated his guts in Donald Trump. Now, this is the city. This is the mayor. It's the city council. It's the people in charge in the city. It's It's the lousy judges. That's what it is. And when a whole slew of video cameras aren't working, my God, is that a national response too? I'll be right back. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for, L-E-V-I-N for Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877 381 3811.
0: When it comes to the national government, at the head of the national government is one of the most preposterous, incompetent individuals in American history. And by a strange coincidence, he says this yesterday about guns. Cut eight, Mr. Producer, go.
3: We're pushing in each of these areas, but none of this absolves Congress, with all due respect to my members of Congress here, they're the wrong people I'd be talking to. For the responsibility to act, we need Congress to pass universal background checks. Universal background check. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines.
0: Anybody who owns a gun, let me put it this way, anybody who has purchased a gun knows that there are background checks. Anybody who's been at an NRA gun show and has purchased a gun knows there are background checks. Now for antique weapons, there's, there are not background checks, let's say you want to buy a muzzle loading weapon from 1750 or what have you, or a father gives a weapon to his son or something like that, there's no background check. We've had John Lott on this program before, the foremost expert on these issues. The issue with mass murder that's taking place in our cities and all over the country, quite frankly, has nothing to do with background checks, nothing, Zero. Zero. Nothing to do with background checks. High capacity magazines, ban assault weapons, an assault weapon is nothing more than a weapon that fires a bullet every time you pull the trigger. So I don't know what a high-capacity s- assault weapon is, quite frankly, other than a typical weapon that people use. Again, when you pull the trigger, a bullet is fired, you pull the trigger again, another bullet is fired. So I don't know what an assault weapon means. High-capacity magazines means that they can take more than one bullet, and uh, excuse me, more than typically 10 or 12 bullets, in the magazine but it's going to be interesting here to see exactly what was used here because apparently the gun jammed and it may have jammed because of the number of bullets in the magazine, who knows? but the real problem in the subway in New York and subways all over the country is the lack of law enforcement not because law enforcement doesn't want to be there But because the politicians either prevent them from being there as a result of slashing their budgets. Or because they have them doing other things. Like protecting politicians. Crime has been rising in the subway in New York. For two years. At a frightening level. More the reason to have hired more police and put more police in the subway system. But they don't do that. You get lip service. That this will not continue, this will end, we'll use whatever resources we need. I think that's what the, uh, the unelected governor said. But the fact is, she's not doing that. None of them are doing that. None of them. Biden was all for the defund movement. Or at least slashing the budgets of the police all over the country when he's a candidate. And so he runs around and says, I never said I support defunding the police. Maybe he never expressly said it. But he supported the violent rioters. That he did. He certainly did. Nancy Pelosi did too, calling the cops stormtroopers. As did other Democrats. People came on TV, lying about police officers, lying about police departments. You had professional athletes like LeBron James. You had an entire network like ESPN just trashing cops left and right and left and right. Mark, you don't know. You've never been stopped. Yes, I have. But I don't argue with the cops either. Every time they've stopped me, they had a reason to stop me. I was driving too fast, although not lately, because I haven't been. They want to see something, show it to them. What's the big deal? Because the next guy they stop, for all they know, has a weapon loaded up against their chest, and as soon as the officer looks in the window... They shoot the officer. We've seen that, too. The police in America have done a hell of a job. There's not enough of them, and there's not enough of them in very dangerous places. They'll tell you that, and they're right. And let's have that debate now. Let's have that debate now rather than ghost guns. I don't even know what the hell a ghost gun is, to be perfectly honest. I had to look it up. Apparently, they're the big problem. I, I, they are. I never heard of them before. They're not the big problem. Now, guns in the hands of people who shouldn't have them, I agree. So what are we doing with criminals who have used guns in any way to commit crimes? Are they spending long sentences in prison or in jail? For the most part, no. In California, they're releasing prisoners, left and right. They can't release them fast enough. It's called criminal justice reform. No, it's... Not criminal justice reform, it's old, weak on the numbers. Weak on crime, I should say, that's what it is. As I say, when they have their live press conference in New York, we'll go to that, because I want to know what's going on too, just as much as many of you do. It's really quite sickening. Meanwhile, our old friend Kevin McCarthy... I do like the man. He comes on the show. He offers to come on the show. The Republican leader in the House could be the Speaker. He doesn't think impeachment should be on the table, or at least he's not sure about it. Impeachment, you remember, of Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden is violating federal immigration laws. The Take Care Clause of the Constitution under Article 2, Clause 5, is as much a part of your Constitution as anything else that's in the Constitution, whether it's the Bill of Rights, whether it's separation of powers, whether it's the Supreme Court. If a president doesn't take care that the laws are enforced, we have a lawless society. We have a a dictator, maybe a quasi-dictator, whatever we have. I don't care if he squints, if he mumbles. It's the same thing as if he doesn't squint and he's articulate. The President of the United States has no choice. The President of the United States must enforce the law, the entire executive branch, not sabotage it. And that's what he's doing. I would encourage Leader McCarthy to rethink his position and to at least be open to the idea of a fulsome investigation into Joe Biden's conduct, whether it comes to ignoring court orders, Ignoring immigration law and other acts that he has taken, the excessive use of executive orders, the excessive use of executive orders when it comes to equal treatment, such as transgenderism and what he's doing to Title IX of our federal law that was specifically passed by Congress to ensure that women have a fair shake at sports in our public schools, colleges, and universities. Now, there was a time as a society when we celebrated women. There was a time as a society when we talked about how women needed more equality and so forth. There was a time when you were taught to treat women with respect when you were a guy. We've now reached a point where a coming Supreme Court justice won't even define what a woman is. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, and what I've been saying, but what I want to underscore here is, the position of women in society is regressing. Not men, women. It's regressing. Because of the radicalism of the Democrat Party, and the radicalism of their agenda. You don't hear about the women's rights movement anymore. You don't hear about feminism anymore. Because feminism doesn't work. Women's rights, we can't even define women. Feminism doesn't work when you're saying that sexual identity is between the ears and not between the legs. And let me be blunt about this. There is a tiny percentage of the population that is transgender. A tiny percentage. Nobody's telling them what to do. Nobody's forcing them to do something or not to do something. How did this wind up in the classroom of kindergartners? First graders, second graders, or third graders? And how did it become the case that if a state passes a law that says you're not to discuss these things or expose these kids to sexuality, that's anti-gay. We've had gay callers on this program who say they support the Florida law. Because once you read it, it's a very simple law. Even you liberals should be able to comprehend it. Then you understand. There's nothing to do with gays. It has to do with sexualizing little babies, cutting the parents' Out of the process, so they have no say on what you're doing to their children. And in some cases, advancing a sexual ideology. That's what it has to do with. I'll be right back. Mark Levin Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free, pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry. they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, speaking of New York, a lot of the rest of the country, people think I'm from New York. Although longtime listeners know I'm from Philadelphia because they say you have a New York attitude. When I started really accidentally doing radio 20 years ago, it was on Sundays for two hours, 12 to 2, on WABC. The great program director, Phil Boyce, heard me as a guest, said, I want to try you. And he said, Now there's no money involved. I said, Fine. I've been a talk radio addict since I was a kid listening to the old WCAU in Philadelphia became WPHT the signal from WABC and WOR 50,000 watts even more reached my home in suburban Philadelphia late at night I'd listen to Bob Grant who became a very very close friend of mine that's where I found Hannity one day and of course Rush Rush was everywhere so I did this Sunday show and we did extremely well and then we did a uh, six to seven show, which did extremely well. Six to eight, and six to nine. Because the goal, of course, was to beat WOR, which we always do. And it's a tough time slot. You know, when there's baseball, you've got the Yankees, you've got the Mets, you've got uh, hockey. People also want to wind down at some point before they wind up again later at night. So listen to the radio and watch TV. But we, we built this show, and we have this, this real estate that we created here, 6 to 9 p.m. It's now prime time. When I first came into 6 to 9, it was not. People were watching TV or doing other things. So we started to syndicate the show on the ABC radio networks. And the question we had from a lot of the stations in the south well, how's this guy from New York going to play here in the South? And I said to the program directors, first, I'm not from New York. They didn't really care whether you're from Philadelphia, New York, Boston, all the same. I said, although I feel a kinship with New Yorkers, as a matter of fact, when I used to come to New York prior to the last few years, I'm always stopped by the NYPD members. It's just fantastic. Mr. Levin, how are you, Mr. Levin? They're just the best. And even here, Washington, D.C., all the cities, I said it's not that I'm not from the South. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. And they took a chance. We're all over the South. All over the Southwest. All over the Southeast. All over the Midwest. All over the West. Of course, all up and down the East Coast. That's because the content is important. The content matters. 20 years later, it's the same exact thing. And I've been blessed by you, people in the audience out there, Whatever platform I'm on, however I do it, I'm no different than you. I came from very modest roots. Very modest roots. But the things I see that are happening in our country affect the people in New York City, affect the people in Jackson, Mississippi, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, Illinois, everywhere. Everywhere. all over the country that's what makes the difference whether you write a book you're on radio podcasting on Fox to Levin TV very busy schedule around here that's what matters and I've said it before and I'll say it again right here radio is my first professional love radio it's true as long as you keep listening, I'll be here, one way or another. That's the way it works. So, when we come back, hopefully, we'll have an update from the, uh, from the commissioner, the police commissioner in New York City. If we don't, we will move on. There's so much more to cover here. As the war against Ukraine continues. Why are we still denying them weapons? I don't know if you heard my monologue on Fox on Sunday. Why are we still denying them weapons? And why do we keep pretending genocide's not going on? We've got a ton more. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Hello America, Mark Levin here Our number, 877-381-3811 877 381 ABC, NBC Networks And other networks Are coming under Criticism from conservatives And rightly so For failing to mention the race Of the suspect, Mr. Producer Isn't that shocking? It's key to finding him So, I have a chart here, a media narrative chart by John Gabriel over at Ricochet, sent to me by my wife. And he has the media narrative chart for reporting violent crime. If the attacker is a non-white shooter and the victim's white, we need gun control. If the attacker is a white shooter and the victim's non-white, racism. Racism. If the attacker is non-white and the victim is non-white, run story about the Kardashians instead. If the police officer is the so-called attacker and the victim is non-white, police brutality. If the attacker is a non-white shooter and the victim is a police officer, it's reaction to brutality. If the attacker is a non-white shooter, excuse me, I just did that. If the attacker is a male and the victims a female, it's sexism. The attacker's female, and the victims are male, it's reaction to sexism. If the attacker's a female shooter, and the victim's female, gun control. If the attacker is female, and the victim is a fraternity, ban fraternities. If the attacker's non-Muslim, and the victim's Muslim, Islamophobia. If the attacker is Muslim and the victim's non-Muslim, a reaction to Islamophobia. If it's a Muslim or Muslim attack, it's the Kardashians we need to cover. Atheist shooter shooting a Christian need gun control. Terrorist shooting an artist need for censorship of the artists. Terrorist shooting a Christian, well, it's a reaction to the Crusades. If it's an Israeli shooting a terrorist, ban Israel. If it's a terrorist shooting an Israeli, ban Israel. If it's a terrorist shooting any Jew, ban Israel. Sounds about right to me, all said and done. It's actually played out somewhat in our media today. Not so much in the print media, certainly not behind this microphone. But ABC and NBC... If you don't tell the American people, and particularly New Yorkers, what the race of the perp is, how do you expect them to help find you? that he's five, five, 180 pounds, wearing a certain type of jacket, which of course, he's discarded by now. I mean, that defines uh, an awful lot of people. The race is, of course, relevant. It's incredible. It's disgusting what goes on in this country to be perfectly honest it's absolutely disgusting why would NBC and ABC do that when there is a massive manhunt quote unquote a desperate manhunt going on trying to find this this would be killer why is that we know why and that's why the cities are deteriorating because it's politics first Ah, check that It's American Marxist Democrat Party politics first. That's what it is. All right, Ukraine. You've seen the pictures. You've seen the video. All right, here comes the commissioner. Here we go.
2: And a hatchet. Also found is a liquid we believe to be gasoline and a bag containing consumer-grade fireworks and a hobby fuse. About an hour ago, detectives located a U-Haul van in Brooklyn that we believe is connected to the suspect. At this time, we still do not know the suspect's motivation. Clearly, this individual boarded the train and was intent on violence. We are conducting a highly coordinated investigation that includes NYPD detectives, the FBI NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force, and the ATF, who have been instrumental in tracing the firearm and ballistics. The suspect is a dark-skinned male and was wearing a neon-orange vest and a gray-colored sweatshirt. We do have a person of interest in this investigation, but we need the public assistance with additional information. We're asking anyone with information to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. We know this incident is of grave concern to New Yorkers. We cannot lose sight of victims in this city. We will use every resource we can to bring those to justice who continue to prey on the citizens of New York. I'll ask Chief James Essek to come in and give details of the investigation.
4: Good evening, everybody. Today at 8.24 a.m. aboard a Manhattan-bound N train, 10 people were shot, seven males, three females, and they were removed to area hospitals. An additional 13 people suffered injuries related to smoke inhalation, falling down, or a panic attack. The information I'm about to give you is preliminary and it's subject to change right now. As that end train was between stations 59th Street and the 36th Street stations, seated in the second car in the rear corner was a dark-skinned male. Various descriptions of his height are given. He is heavy set, wearing an orange-green nylon-type construction vest. He also had on a gray hoodie, a surgical mask, and a neon green construction helmet. As the train approached the 36th Street Station, witnesses state the male opened up two smoke grenades, Tossed them on the subway floor, brandishes a Glock 9mm handgun. He then fired that weapon at least 33 times, striking 10 people. The male then fled the scene, and detectives are actively trying to determine his whereabouts. Recovered at that scene was a Glock 17 9mm handgun, three extended Glock type magazines. One was still in the weapon, one under a seat, and one in a backpack. We had 33 discharged shell casings, 15 bullets, five bullet fragments, two detonated smoke grenades, two non-detonated smoke grenades, a hatchet, a black garbage can, a black milk-type style rolling cart, the gasoline, and a U-Haul key. The U-Haul key at the scene led us to the recovery of a U-Haul van a short while ago in Brooklyn. The male who we believe is the renter of this U-Haul in Philadelphia is a Frank R. James, male, 62 years old, with addresses in Wisconsin and Philadelphia. We are endeavoring to locate him to determine his connection to the subway shooting, if any. The two crime scenes, the subway and the van, are very active and are still being processed. We are asking for anyone's help with information, cell phone video, witness information, or any, if they can identify the perpetrator or the renter of this vehicle, to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. There is a $50,000 reward out right now 25,000 from the New York City Police Foundation, 12,500 from the MTA, and 12,500 from the TWA Local 100. I just wanna assure everyone that we in the NYPD have all our resources working this, along with our partners in the FBI and the ATF to find this perpetrator. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Mike Driscoll going oh, oh, to back to okay. the mayor, uh, and okay.
0: we
2: Mr. Mayor, we're ready for you.
1: Thank you, uh, Commissioner and, and Chief. As we indicated, uh, today was a difficult day for New York and days like these are playing out too often in cities across America. As mentioned this morning, we witnessed an act of violence and evil in the heart of Brooklyn, where a shooter attacked a subway car full of innocent people at the 36th Street Station. We saw a quiet Tuesday morning turn the M train into a war zone as a smoke bomb was detonated and multiple shots rained out. We witnessed 20 individuals, at so far, as it was mentioned. And thanks to
0: the quick thinking of the MTA crew, and the bravery and cooperation of... So we're hearing the mayor... All right. The mayor doesn't have anything new to add. You now have the essential information, all of it, nationwide. And they're looking for somebody named Frank R. James. Doesn't mean he's the perp, but obviously he knows something. He must have been the one who rented the U-Haul. Just guessing. 62 years old, Frank R. James. They're also looking for somebody, maybe it is Frank R. James, who's five feet five, about 180 pounds, dark-skinned. Um, so that is what... Look, this is a nationwide show. This guy may well have left the New York area. God knows where he is. So this is a... Live in alert all over the country, wherever you may be, particularly in the uh, five-state area, New York and so forth, 62 years old. If you know of Frank R. James, uh, no games, just seriousness here, call their tip line. It's 1-800-577-TIPS, one eight hundred five seven seven tips You know, it's about time we put an end to this stuff, or at least we try to. We the people. So whatever city you're in, whatever suburb you're in, whatever town you're in, if you're at a train station, you're at a taxi stand, if you're at a place where people mingle and so forth, if you're at a rental car place, wherever you are, just keep an eye out. It's Frank R. James. I mean, that's a pretty good lead for a name. There's probably 10,000 Frank R. Jameses out there. But that said, 62 years old, they obviously have the rental information. one 800 tips That's the number. The crime in that subway is up 68% year to year, 68%. Crime in New York is up almost 50% year to year. Murder rates up, rapes up. It's just, it's just unbelievable. And, of course, who do we rely on? The mayor? No. The governor? No. The police. The police. I'll be right back. Mark I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, 18 to your or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless, because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota, has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code that's Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Back to the press
4: conference. <laughs> Mr. James is just a person of interest we know right now who rented that U Haul van in Philadelphia. The keys to that U-Haul van were found in the subway in our shooter's possessions. We don't know right now if Mr. James has any connection to the subway. That's still under investigation. Uh, Chief Essek, do you have any what we call robust DNA evidence from the crime scene or the van? The crime scene's still being processed now. The van is being processed, and the subway crime scene is being processed. But we, it's too early right now to tell.
2: City, Katie? Um, can you explain where this U-Haul was located? Was it nearby, and also, um, I mean you said um, you're investigating these videos, but can you confirm that it was him in the video, or people that he knows, um, we're just trying to make that connection?
4: The, the, the video, the YouTube videos, and the videos on, t- there, there's a man who posted there, Frank James. We're still working to see if that's a person who rented the video. And where was the hall located? Uh, King's Highway in Brooklyn. King's Highway what intersection? 30 West 4th west and King's Highway.
5: Is there anything more you can tell us about the content of the posts? And I know you said it wasn't a direct threat against the mayor. Can you tell us anything sure. that he said about the mayor and that caused you to be about the security detail?
2: There were general uh, topics of concern, and I, I don't want to go into too many details about the mayor's security detail. But we're just doing it uh, just to be on the safe side.
5: There's any other details about homelessness you mentioned that you posted about
2: homelessness? Complaints about homelessness, complaints about New York, nothing in general. I'm sorry, just general comments that caused us some concern that are subject to investigation at this point.
4: Why were there no working surveillance cameras in the station? Why did police radios not work in the station? And how much did those factors hamper this investigation? Yeah, we know that there were three stations that the video wasn't working. We're still investigating that to see why or how those, uh, whether it was a mechanical problem, electrical issue, why those videos weren't up. And the
5: police
4: radios? There was no issues with police radios. Reports that one of the first officers on the scene said his radio wasn't working and he told one of the teenagers there to call 911.
2: Yeah, so... Patrol officers, so officers who work topside, if you will, in patrol precincts. When they go down the station, they have to switch frequencies. It's a UHF versus VHF. So if they didn't switch the radio over to the VHF frequency, they would not be able to transmit down in the subway station. So it's user error. It wasn't a problem with the actual radio.
5: Bloomberg News. How many officers are assigned to the 36th Street station and and were there any officers
2: in the station at all? So we, we don't typically assign officers to subway stations. Officers patrol on a rotating basis. They ride trains, they come out, they patrol the stations. Patrol officers from the precincts stop, go down, they do station inspections. We've been doing that since January, so that, that station was patrolled several times today. There were no officers present in the station uh, at the time of the shooting, but it had been patrolled several times on this calendar date prior to the shooting in the early morning hours. Next question.
6: Well, what do we know about Mr. James and his local ties in New
2: York City? Tim?
4: We know Mr. James, Mr. James has addresses in Wisconsin and Philadelphia, as far as New York. He's still under investigation, but he's just a person of interest right now, in this case.
2: Okay, is it clear when he entered the station, and is he on video, anywhere, and the
4: fact? We know the shooter was, was entered the station on King's Highway, so... We're asking for anybody who knows from King's Highway to thirty fifth street is eight stops. Anybody who sees him with any information, please call Crime Stoppers. What was James, is, that, is, that clear? is he on video at all? We literally have hundreds of detectives out in the field right now, pouring through video at train stations, the egresses, uh, the recovery sites of the vehicle. So we hope to have clearer pictures of who we believe is the shooter. Two About the weapon that was recovered, has that been traced back to Mr. James at all? And is there any likelihood that, or how that he, he is the same person? that pull the trigger today? That's, pull, as far as pulling the trigger, that's still under investigation as far as the firearm c- is concerned. We know it's not part of a multi-sale. We know it's not stolen. We're working with our partners in the ATF to cr- track back to the point of sale and then move forward on that gun.
6: Okay, last question. question. Your physical description of James, does not match the description that's already been put out today?
4: Uh, 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 again, as I said, we, there was two smoke grenades All thrown. Right, the we the press had conference
0: very- has actually come to an end. Very, very important information. We'll take a review, and we'll move on to a few other subjects as well. But this man is still on the loose. He's a person of interest. We'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, eighteen and t or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless, because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com. Promo code Levin Podcast.
1: Mark Levin making conservatism great again. Dial in now 877-381-3811.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, all over the country, particularly in the tri-state area, five-state area, including New York and around New York. If you know a black man by the name of Frank R James and I'm sure there's many, you should call him on the phone immediately and tell him to turn himself into the police. If he's an innocent man, he doesn't have anything to fear. The question is if he's not an innocent man, if he had no role, excuse me, if he had a role, then he won't call the police. It's very unlikely. We have posted a photograph that was put out by the NYPD of Frank R. James on my parlor Getter and Truth Said. Right, Mr. Perdue? So, I mean, Truth Social sites. Truth Social, parlor and Getter sites. It's also all over the Internet. If you think you know this man after seeing the photo, or if you have other information, please call the Crime Stoppers number. 1-800-577-TIPS. 1-800-577-TIPS. We've done this before on this show from time to time. You might recall in a show that really was became quite famous that we were tracking the, uh, the Boston Killers. Remember that? The Boston Marathon Killers, Mr. Producer. It's hard to forget that day, isn't it? And Guns was actually listening to the police monitor. And we were informing people where the younger one was, the other one having been shot, I believe, and where he'd been and where he was hiding. It didn't, endanger the police at all because this individual wasn't listening to me. But it was a a, a spectacular example of what you can do on talk radio. And let this be another. Frank R. James, what happened was they found his keys, the keys to the U-Haul were dropped in the subway. You know, when there's commotion going on, even the potential perp is is an issue and so um, they just want to question him as a person of interest now it is interesting that they did mention they know exactly which station he got on Mr. Producer they know exactly what station he got on so either they have video of that or they have an eyewitness who saw him either going down to the station or getting on the subway car got to be one of those three things, otherwise they wouldn't be so definitive if they knew exactly how he got on the train, right? And so the rental car leads to a lot of information. The rental car was found in the Bronx, I think. He has an address in Philadelphia, and he has an address in the state of Wisconsin. Where in Wisconsin, obviously, they didn't say, but We are heard in the city of Philadelphia by the biggest station in the city of Philadelphia. And if anybody knows of Frank R. James, you should contact Frank R. James and tell him to call the police. And Frank R. James, if you can hear me now, you better damn well call the police or you're the main suspect. Because if you don't call the police now, there's no reason... To believe that you're innocent, wouldn't you call the police and say I didn't do anything, right, Mr. Producer? Right away, immediately. They're tracking down the gun. I bl- I believe I heard, but I'm not sure that he purchased it through the usual process. I could be wrong, so we'll put that in a footnote. They've obviously tracked down the van. They know where he rented it in Philadelphia. That's how they got his addresses. That's how they got his photo, I guess. They went back and saw his uh, driver's license. And uh, when they were asked, the police chief was asked, if he had a criminal record, he wouldn't say. He said he's just a person of interest right now. They know all about him, all about his background. They have their cyber experts on this. They have ATF with the weapons. They've got all kinds of... Uh, Uh, DMV material on him, they have all kinds of, uh, if he has a criminal record, they know all about it, employment record, they know all about it by now. That's what I say, the NYPD, there's nothing better. Nothing better. And uh, he had an awful lot in that bag he was carrying, or backpack that he had. Gasoline, smoke bombs, all kinds of weapons and so forth and so on. It sounds to me like he was planning on doing a hell of a lot more damage. And his gun did jam. It was, a, uh, it was a Glock, apparently, a Glock. So you heard what the official said. I've summarized it. You know everything I know. And the reason I'm summarizing it is because he's still on the loose. And since this show is heard all over, New York and New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Washington, D.C. area, up north, Boston, since it's heard all over the country, all over the East Coast, so forth, let's try and be a help. Again, the Crime Stoppers number 1 800 577 TIPS, 1 800 577 TIPS. We, the American people, nothing can stop us. I'm not going to get to everything I wanted to, but we needed to cover what we covered. We needed to talk about these things because it's very, very important. Now, law enforcement is important. Following the law is important. When you have politicians involved, it becomes a disaster. Liz Cheney is way out of her lane. Liz Cheney is abusing her authority as a congress as a congressman. And by the way, the Bush family, the Cheney family, the Romney family, uh, Paul Ryan and that crowd, they're all raising a fortune for Cheney in her primary. And you know what else happens in the Republican primary in in uh, Wyoming? Same day registration. So Democrats are organizing to come into that primary, organizing by overwhelming numbers, same-day registration, that is, change the registration to vote for Lynn Cheney, and then otherwise change the registration back. Lynn Cheney is relying on reprobate Democrats to come into the Republican primary in Wyoming to give her that election. So I give you a heads-up, Republicans in that state and conservatives, this is a very, very important matter. But here she is on CNN. She's loved on CNN, on Meet the Press, on Face the Nation, on This Week. They used to hate the Cheneys. Halliburton, Halliburton. Remember? Now they love the Cheneys. Because they're a disaster. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney on CNN yesterday. Cut, 10, go.
6: Reporting this morning that your committee has concluded uh, that you have enough evidence to make a criminal referral for President Trump to the Justice Department for obstructing an official proceeding and for conspiracy to defraud the United States. This Um, is is
0: Jake Tapper, who's not really asking a question. He's making a statement and asking if she agrees with him. Go ahead. Evidence to refer
6: Trump for criminal charges?
7: Well, we have not made a decision about referrals uh, on the committee. I think that it is absolutely the case. It's absolutely clear that Um, what President Trump uh, was doing, uh, what what a number of people around him were doing that they knew it was unlawful. They did it anyway. I think you certainly saw that in the decision uh, that was issued by Judge Carter a few weeks ago. The decision uh,
0: by Judge Carter, and she knows this, but she's become a complete slimeball. A federal district judge, the Central District of California, who's known to be a whack job, radical, Puts language in a decision affecting John Eastman, an attorney about the president. There were no hearings, there were no evidentiary uh, hearings. There, were no, uh, there, were, there was no jury, there was nothing. And he accused the presidents of crim- the president of criminal liability, and for that he should be removed from the bench. He should be removed from the bench and he should have his license taken from him. So she's citing something that is really quite outrageous because she is completely obsessed, rogue and out of control. Go ahead.
7: Included that uh, it was more likely than not that the President of the United States was engaged uh, uh, in criminal activity. Uh, I so think who what-
0: was representing the President in front of that judge, Liz? You see, this is the problem with CNN and Jake Tapper and the rest of them. He's not a serious person. Hopefully when they wipe out the hosts at CNN, he'll be among them. But apparently the hosts at CNN are getting a special meeting with the former head of Discovery because the hosts are angry. The hosts are nuts. So the question for Liz Cheney, Mr. Producer, would you invite Liz Cheney on this program? Let's see if she's willing to come on this program and keep this clip with you. The question that Jake Tapper should have asked is, why is a federal judge in California passing judgment on the former president of the United States when that case is not in front of him, when there's been no relevant proceeding in front of him, when there's been no due process, representation by lawyers, the presentation of evidence involving the president, the former president? But he doesn't care, Jake. Go ahead.
7: What we have seen is a massive and well-organized and well-planned uh, effort that used multiple tools to try to overturn an election.
0: She is really communicating with Meritless Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, trying to put pressure on the criminal side. Now, what did I tell you about four, five, six weeks ago? There are parallel lanes going on here that overlap and that are violating the federal constitution and the right of an individual's due process. Liz Cheney, Adam Kingsinger, and the Democrats on this Stalinist Pelosi committee are gathering information they claim will be used for a legislative purpose, which is different than a criminal purpose. So while they have wide latitude to gather information, it does have an endpoint. They are not free to gather information to make a criminal referral. That's not the purpose of a congressional subpoena, or a congressional hearing, or a congressional investigation. They're not free to criminalize their activities. That's separation of powers, that belongs in the executive branch. The constitutional rights that kick in, again, when there's a criminal investigation, Are being completely abandoned by this committee because they claim we're a congressional investigation we're not doing a criminal investigation yet when you listen to her and it's more than once she makes it abundantly clear that they are conducting some kind of a quasi criminal investigation skirting the limits of the Constitution skirting the civil liberties of their targets and witnesses putting together a report moving around testimony editing texts to make a criminal referral against the President of the United States, the former President Donald Trump. And I am very concerned about this because under the highly political Department of Justice that goes after parents, that goes after Texas, that goes after Georgia, and on and on and on, that this is the game plan. Please listen to me. This is the game plan. And over at The Federalist... Tristan Justice, Trump haters impeached him for inciting a riot, they claim. Remember the last impeachment? Now they're claiming the riot was premeditated. So we've gone from inciting a riot to now it was premeditated. The idea of a coordinated assault undermines the narrative Donald Trump was responsible for spontaneously inciting an insurrection. So they they don't even have their story straight. More when I return. Much. Love in. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, eighteen and t or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost, and I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The Prime Minister of England went to Kiev to see the President of Ukraine over the weekend, as you know, many of you. Our president went to Wilmington, Delaware. He says, they told me I couldn't go to Ukraine. Everybody's wondering, who are they? Who are the they that told him he can't go to Ukraine? As if a president can't make a decision himself. Do you think Donald Trump would be held back by they? He would have beaten Boris Johnson to Ukraine. In fact, none of this would be happening, quite frankly, if he were in the Oval Office. None of it, in my humble opinion. Because we are not leading the world in defending Ukraine. We're not leading the world in helping Ukraine. Ukraine keeps asking for the same thing. They need heavy weapons. The Russians are now amassing in the two provinces that they claim are theirs, which, of course, are not theirs. On the east, northeast side of Ukraine, on the border with Russia. And they are amassing troops there. They're bringing in veterans that is, men who have fought in previous wars and are considered older in their 40s and 50s, some in their 60s. This is what a desperate Joseph Stalin did when he was fighting the Nazis. He rounded up the vets and told them, you're in this war, too. And they're going to throw whatever they can. Maybe this will be a battle of the bulge moment for Russia. I don't know. Hopefully it is. They lose. But the Ukrainians need air power. They need tanks. They need armored vehicles. They exist. They can be given to them. The Ukrainians have the right to win this war and protect their people from the genocide and atrocities that are taking place. And those who do not support that in this government will be remembered for a thousand years. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? Is worth hundreds of billions of dollars actually. Thanks to Walt Disney. Who's Abigail Disney? I think she's a granddaughter, great granddaughter of Walt Disney. She had absolutely nothing to do with starting Disney, with Disney films, Disney T V. Disney products, nothing. Nothing, she's a Disney though, and that was enough for CNN, the constipated news network. That was enough for Brian Stelter to bring her on to talk about the Disney law, because Brian Stelter has no problem if his little babies are exposed to sexuality at the age of five, six, seven, or eight, but that's up to Brian Stelter. And that's up to the people who advocate these things. And for my two cents worth, that is really a subject at that age that should compel the various government services to take the children away from their parents. I mean that. No five-year-old should be exposed to some intense discussion about genitalia. That's child abuse. You know, that used to be child abuse. Now it's a movement, a civil rights movement. Brian Stelter has no problem with that being discussed with his babies. None. But that's because he's perverse, in my view, and if that's what he wants to do, that's on him. But when did it become the power of a corporation, the power of the media, the power of government to impose that on our children. That's what the battle's about. It's not whether you're gay or straight, or whatever you are. It's exposing young children to this, to sexuality. It's the don't say, gay bill? Where does that come from? That is a lie. It's propaganda. But they keep saying it. Even Abigail Disney. Even Brian stelter they're a disgrace they keep pushing this narrative on mslsd they keep pushing this narrative on cnn they keep pushing this narrative even though it's a lie like so much of what they say so here's brian stelter with abigail disney and then my response go ahead
2: What is the Walt Disney Company actually, and how do you feel when
4: you see it portrayed as this child abuse, indoctrination cult?
6: Right. Well, well, what I'm seeing happen is pretty coordinated strategic plan unfolding. Uh. And uh, Disney seems like the biggest target because it's so woven into families. Mm. And so if you can... Uh, By the way,
0: a coordinated strategic plan unfolding? I hope so. That's called we the people rising up against what your corporation is now doing after decades and decades and decades of persuading us to invest a lot of money in your corporation, either shareholders or just movie watchers or attendees at your various parks. Go ahead.
6: That somebody's in there trying to indoctrinate your child. My goodness, the, the paranoid imagination can run,
5: run... It's not
0: about indoctrinating your child either. It's about exposing children to issues that they should not be exposed to. That's what it's about. Go ahead.
6: Run circles with yeah. that. Yeah, and so I um, I understand why it's been selected in the strategic, whatever strategic meeting they had um, for what they would turn there to There was next. no
0: strategic meeting, you idiot. No strategic meeting. Go ahead.
6: Um, but this is absurd. The, the, the thing that Disney stands for more than anything in, in every film, and especially in the animation, whether there's a gay character or not, is love and acceptance and family and no, joy.
0: It, it, it stands for little children. It stands for entertaining little children. That's what it stands for. Love and acceptance. Maybe love, depending on how you define it, but acceptance. Are little kids supposed to accept everything? What are they supposed to... uh, uh, Are little kids supposed to accept uh, changing genitalia? Five-year-olds? Is that what they're supposed to accept? They don't even understand it. You're, You're exposing them to issues that they should not be exposed to at that age. Go ahead.
6: And so they're trying to inject something into what Disney does that has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. what Disney does, whether or not they're gay characters. And I keep wondering... um,
0: Gay characters. Why would you do that? Why not just have characters? Why do you inject gay characters, straight characters, crooked characters, just characters? And so what is the point of this interview, ladies and gentlemen? It's to tie a Disney name to this radical position that Brian Stelter, I guarantee you Brian Stelter would never or has never exposed his five-year-old, six-year-old, or seven-year-old to these kinds of matters. I guarantee you. Here's a preschool teacher in Florida on TikTok. David uh, Mamet, on my show, came under attack by the usual left-wing kooks, claiming that he said all teachers basically are uh, perverts and waiting. Of course, that's not what he said, if you take what he says in context. But it doesn't matter. They're not interested in what he actually said. These are basically ideologues who are mostly illiterate. They know how to get on social media and kick up the dust. But you know what? Who cares? That's why I'm not on Twitter and Facebook Here's a preschool teacher in Florida on TikTok. I wonder if Brian Stelter will have him on his show. I wonder if Disney will welcome this teacher to Playland or the Magic Kingdom. Cut 15, go.
5: Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being poly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid, uh, at one point last year, I had explained to them that I was not Miss Lois or Mr. Lois, it's just Lois because I'm not a boy or a girl, and this was all well and good until October when I also explained to them that I'm pagan, so I am also a witch, and at one point I got gotten a haircut and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down, and I come into work and one of the children goes, Lois? Are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who's my favorite, suddenly yells, no, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh.
0: These are preschoolers. And this is the problem. The teacher doesn't own that classroom. Now, a teacher can be an authoritarian, a dictator of that classroom, but a teacher doesn't own the classroom. We do, the people. And that's the battle. The parents do. The taxpayers do. To go in there, I don't even know what polyamorous is, and I'm not even going to look it up. I don't care. She's gender fluid. She's talking to her preschoolers. That means there's four-year-olds, five-year-olds. And I wonder if uh, Abigail Disney is aware of this. I wonder if Brian Stelter is aware of it. I wonder if they have any questions being raised. In order to protect these little kids from somebody like this, Florida passed its law, perfectly rational law, that 10 years ago wouldn't even have cost a dust-up. Do not expose little babies to these sexual ideologies and practices. Period do not and that's said to be a don't say gay bill it don't say heterosexual don't say homosexual don't say in other words don't say sexual it's the don't be or say sexual bill that's what it is but this is the position of disney you have more and more of these teachers speaking out on tiktok and elsewhere And they should immediately have their tickets pulled if that's what they're doing. And this is why the parents are going to rise up in this election also, regardless of party. Because Biden, the Democrat Party, the Democrat governors, and the Democrat mayors, as well as the media, I might add, they're all promoting this now. Despite the fact that the overwhelming majority of the American people want nothing to do with this, demonstrated in blue Virginia demonstrated in dark blue New Jersey last election, demonstrated in San Francisco, which is as red as it gets, frankly, and I don't mean politically, I mean ideologically, throwing out certain school board members, people of all ethnicities, all faiths, all backgrounds, red-blooded Americans, they've had enough of this. You're sabotaging the family. You're brainwashing children. It's from the top down, not the bottom up. And I hope, I pray to God, that this next election, despite everybody, that's going to be a slam. It's going to be a slam, really is. And that's going to take you working hard, I don't care where you live, to change things. You're going to have to change things. Because the saboteurs, the ideologues from above us, are imposing the will on all of us. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: You know, you can fight back, folks. It's called the First Amendment. But at Disney World or Disneyland, the First Amendment doesn't apply. But you have paid money to go into these places, right? It costs a lot. You can actually do something, and I want to encourage you to do it, over at the Epic Times, in an effort to honestly and respectfully express how he feels about what is going on with the Disney company's management... One dad's handmade t-shirt caused quite a stir at the happiest place on earth. What do you think I would do, Mr. Producer, if I asked 10,000 people to show up somewhere? And we had a big rally in front of one of these corporations. What do you think? I think they'd show up. Dan Geffers has been taking his daughters, Lila and Bryn, to Disney for years. Over those years, he's noticed the subtle changes the company's been making regarding causes they support and the policies they're implementing at their parks. But the things that have developed lately in the ongoing effort by Disney's management to protest the passing of legislation meant to protect children was the last straw. This is an important lesson, folks. Geffer said they'd already purchased Disney tickets for himself, his wife, and their two daughters to go spend two days at two different parks at Disney and Orlando cost him $2,000 because he brought some other kids with him. Neighbors' kids. Then he talks about Disney CEO Bob Chapek, a real coward. Anyway, this transgender stuff, this was it for me, he told the Epic Times. I didn't want to go anymore, so I made calls to see about getting a refund on my tickets. They wouldn't give him a refund. So this man, red-blooded American did what red-blooded Americans do. He used his noggin, and he was creative. What did he do? He had an idea. It involved a plain white T-shirt and a couple of Sharpies. He said, I had to make a statement. So I went out and bought a T-shirt. I put a couple of things on the back and a couple of things on the front, and I wore it to the park. On the back, Jeffers wrote, Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen which, of course, has been now abandoned by Disney. On the front, he wrote, Walt not woke. Walt not woke. Well, he wasn't sure how people were going to respond. He said he needed to do something to express how he felt. The bottom line is, people did respond, almost to a man and woman. They patted him on the back. They thanked him. They were all positive. Even many employees showed up because, see... Most employees behave. They're not out there with their big mouths pushing a political agenda. They're doing a job. They have a background to do these jobs. It's very competitive to get these jobs. And they know full well, unless you're of the radical left Marxist ideology, you'll lose your job. Or you'll become a, uh, a social reprobate. That's the problem. So people are afraid to speak out. Because I'm convinced the vast majority of Disney employees don't believe in this stuff. The hierarchy, most of which is based in L.A. and, and uh, is of that mindset. Not that everyone is, but too many are. Uh, they, uh, they're pushing the agenda. Again, the top-down, the saboteurs. They're sabotaging the Disney company. And they're demanding that the state of Florida, the legislature of Florida, the governor of Florida abandon their positions. Now, why should they do that? Let Disney leave. Just let them leave. They won't leave. They have it too good in Florida, don't they? But you can do something about it. Boycott them. Some of my brothers and sisters in this business say, don't boycott. I say, boycott them. It's the free market. It's freedom of association, or lack thereof. I won't be going to Disney. It's like watching TV or the radio you don't want to watch something, shut it off. you don't want to hear something, shut it off. That's the way it works. It's the market system. And that's the way it should work with Disney. There's a reason why people are talking with their feet. They're literally escaping these, these crazy-ass places and going to states that they don't impose their will, but they allow freedom to take place, whether it's the pandemic... Or whether it's entertainment or whether it's the classroom and so forth and so on. This election is about more than Republicans beating Democrats, which is all Mitch McConnell thinks it is. It's about more than that, ladies and gentlemen. It truly is. This election is about faith and family. This election is about tradition and the civil society. This election is about the rule of law where criminals belong behind bars. And innocent people deserve to be unmolested? There's a tremendous amount on the line in this election. You know, the country has been unraveling for many years, but it's in a tailspin right now. It's been in a tailspin for about five years and a reaction to Donald Trump because Donald Trump dared to run for president and dared to get elected. A true outsider. And he took on He took on these American Marxist movements, whether in the media, in the Democrat Party, and so forth and so on. And they tried to take him out even before he entered the Oval Office with the FBI and the intelligence agencies and the media and so forth. But the war on Donald Trump, like the war on Reagan before him, is the war on you. It's the war on the cops, the war on the military, the war on a border and citizenship. It's the war on your classroom and what's going on in your classroom. And who is it on the other side of this war? The Democrat Party. They've bought all in. Not just them. But that is the political party, the political entity through which they operate. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true, and I was shocked when I read this Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this War on Cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret world on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Mark
1: Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at
0: 877-381-3811. Remember, folks, all over the country, if you know of Frank R. James uh, from Philadelphia, Wisconsin, you might want to call Frank R. James and tell him to call the police immediately. If he's not the subway bomber shooter, I suppose that's more precise, the subway shooter, they're looking for a suspect, a black man, Um, Frank R. James. It's not clear from the press conference whether it's the same person, but he's definitely a person of interest because he rented the the U-Haul they'd been looking for, he rented it in Philadelphia. And um, there's a lot of Frank R. Jameses out there that meet the description I gave you. So, if you know one, call them. Say, hey, Frank, you might want to call the cops and say it's not you. 1-800-577-TIPS. 1-800-577-TIPS. If you know anything about this, call that number. Because we need to find this barbarian who did what he did. As a country, we need to fight this stuff, wherever it happens. New York, L.A., Chicago, everywhere around or in between. It's one of the benefits of this format, as a matter of fact. You know, we've, uh, we've talked about these never Trumpers. And here's what concerns me. Everybody says, oh, we're going to win the Senate. We're going to win this. We're going to win that. The Wall Street Journal editorial board likes Liz Cheney, they have an affinity for Liz Cheney. I'm telling you the truth. And so they're still in that never Trumper mentality. Not all the people who write there, I know some, but but the head guy and most of them. And over at The Blaze, Wall Street Journal editorial board blames Trump for Ketanji Brown Jackson being confirmed to the Supreme Court. They argued in an opinion piece that former President Trump was to blame. Democrats celebrated on Friday the confirmation of Jackson. The editorial board argued that Trump's focus on delegitimizing the official election results took away from the effort to win two runoff elections, determining Georgia's two Senate seats. See, here's the thing. Mitch McConnell does this all the time. And the editorial page in the Wall Street Journal is basically his editorial page, if you will, for the Republican establishment. They hated the Tea Party. They take credit for what happened in... uh, In Virginia. But Mitch McConnell is the most unpopular Republican. 52% of Republicans don't like him. That poll was taken about a month ago. Now that's pretty shocking. But there's a reason for it. Mitch McConnell is the reason we lost two Senate seats in Georgia. Mitch McConnell is the reason we lost a Senate seat in Alabama. And Mitch McConnell will be the reason... We don't win the Senate or win the Senate by a sizable amount because of the candidates he chooses and the battles he picks. He raises a fortune. A fortune. Through businessmen and women, wealthy people left and right in D.C., New York, and elsewhere who want access. Why? Because he's the Republican leader. They figure he'll be the Republican majority leader. And so they don't want to mess with Mitch, and he's been there a long, long time. And so he uses his position, which the Republicans in the Senate give him, because there aren't enough conservatives in the Senate. There are talk-like conservatives, but not enough actual conservatives. And they'll vote down the line for him. So Mitch McConnell will be the reason we don't take the Senate or take it by a significant margin. He's the reason we lost the Georgia Senate seats. He's the reason we got Judge Jackson eventually on the Supreme Court. The Wall Street Journal will never admit this. But it's true. It's true. Nor will the Wall Street Journal admit that there was a significant amount of serious, substantive abuse of our election laws. Whether in Pennsylvania or other states, more and more information is coming out, ladies and gentlemen, not from me, from real investigators, from state legislatures. Not from me, and I won't be silenced on it. They go on about Russia collusion for years, which was a complete fabrication. We have media outlets that just regurgitated this stuff as it was fed to it by the DNC, the Democrat Party, partisan Democrats on the special counsel's force there and the justice, just unbelievable what was said. But these are independent and a myriad number of investigations taking place in various states and they're utterly ignored, completely ignored, whether they're videotapes, whether they're statisticians, While the courts reject it, so what? Now they admit the laptop, of course, but it's late. It's too late. Without Democratic Senate control, said the opinion piece, President Biden might have been forced to choose a more moderate nominee. Here we go. Might have, would have, could have. Then Judge Jackson or possibly a jurist older than 51 with a shorter prospective Supreme Court career. So it's Trump's fault. The Wall Street Journal editorial page continues knowingly to fight for globalist policies, says Trump, such as bad trade deals, open borders, endless wars that favor other countries. Here's the bottom line with the Wall Street Journal editorial page. It regurgitates the party line in Washington. Remember McCain? They were all for McCain, trashing the Tea Party. Remember how they took off after Ted Cruz and trashed him when he was filibustering Obamacare? Remember that? Remember their day in and day out trashing Donald Trump when he became the Republican nominee? The voice of never-Trumpers. And now they blame Trump for Judge Jackson on the court? Not Obama, mind you. Not Biden, mind you. And not the feckless Mitch McConnell who controls the National Republican Senatorial Committee that pours millions and millions of dollars into these primary races. No, no, no. It's Trump's fault. Folks, Trump backed the two incumbents that McConnell had backed. And they were both quite weak in my view, but everybody backed them. As far as I know, everybody backed them. Including McConnell and the establishment Republicans they were just mad that Trump didn't back them faster and sooner. But McConnell pulled the same thing in 2010 when they put up some very weak rhino candidates. He pointed to to some of the candidates that had flaws that lost that were supported by the Tea Party and some of them came very close in Democrat areas by the way. But never once did he accept the fact that he supported a bunch of rhinos who lost. But he blamed the Tea Party. He blames Trump. In many ways, he's like Biden. Even with the China connections. He blames the Tea Party. Now he blames Trump. So the Wall Street Journal editorial page does the same thing. It's really preposterous. Mr. Producer, we haven't taken a single phone call all day. Anybody to whom I should speak, sir? Tricia in Connecticut. W.A.B.C., go right ahead.
5: Hi, Mark. Um, This issue of children, young children being taught sex of any kind in kindergarten or first grade is just infuriating. And I'm going to sell my Disney stock, and we will never go to a Disney property again. Um, Also, I wanted to say that allowing the LGBT activists to misappropriate not only the language, but the symbols, like the rainbow, that one infuriated me. That was God's symbol to mankind, that he would never flood the entire earth again. And instead, it, it's it been taken away from a beautiful, um, innocent thing, <laughs> hopeful mm-hmm. thing, into turning into a a tool of the activists. And of course, they misappropriate the language, too. And mm-hmm. like when they said that DOMA, or defending marriage, the natural family between a man and a woman and their children, that's attacking gay people, which of course Mm -hmm. it is not.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Now that's right, and even the word gay, it's interesting, how did that come to pass? But that's fine, we're not even talking about that here. We're talking about exposing babies to sexuality. And this now has become a major policy and agenda item of the Democrat Party, the teachers' unions, and all the rest of them, and the media. That's why they're forced to lie about it, like they do so much, inflation. They cause inflation, they lie about who caused it. They're doing this, and they're trying to turn people who are saying, wait a minute, no, they're trying to turn them into something that's bad. This is the nature, the mindset of the Marxists and the left in this country. And I think they're going to, I hope, pray, fingers crossed, that they're going to get whacked big time at the election, And, and particularly in Democrat states. Thank you for your excellent call. We'll be right back. Mark
1: Levin.
0: Mr. Producer, next caller, please. Here we go. Conroe, Texas. John, the great KTRH. John, go right ahead, please. Go ahead, John. All right. That's not... All right. Mike in Brooklyn, New York. The great WABC. Mike, go right ahead, please.
3: Mark, thank you for taking my call. Mark, Mayor Adams and many in the media here in New York lecture us, normal people, about pronouns, gender identifications, and accuse us of being bigoted if we identify somebody as male or female. Yet, Mm -hmm. all you hear on the radio today, and anytime there's a crime, the same people describing the perp as, let's say, a black male. I would like to ask them, according to their, their definitions, how they know that, and why is it okay to describe them that way? Of course, I'm being facetious. But my point is these idiots are a bunch of pretentious hypocrites who like to lecture us and tell us what we can and can't do, but when it works for them, they can do whatever they want.
0: I agree with that, but it's interesting. uh, NBC and ABC, maybe they've changed since I watched, would not identify the race of the man who is the man of interest. And you're right, the word man, what's a man? They never make sense. I mean, even Biden, when he, I'm going to nominate the first African-American woman, and then she testifies and she can't define or won't define woman. I mean, how preposterous is that? And yet it's a historic appointment. What's historic? That she's a woman? No, the first black woman. Wait a minute, we're not allowed to say woman. That's exactly your point, right?
3: Exactly, exactly. Very and stupid. They think we're idiots.
0: How's it going there in Brooklyn? What are people it's thinking the about tragedy. the subway attack here?
3: It's, it's, I hate to say it, it's New York. People walk around as if nothing's going on. Really? Just another day. This is, this is what the city's about here now. It's, it's disgusting. I was in Manhattan the other day. There are homeless people all over the place, rats running around the upper east side and west side of Manhattan, where all the rich people live. You have rats the size of cats running around there, and they're all over. You don't even have to look for them, and nobody cares. That's what the city looks mm-hmm. like.
0: And that's why people are leaving. How long have you lived there? long time too long all right 40 decades maybe are you thinking of leaving
3: Uh, a lot of my friends have moved down to florida
0: Mm -hmm. you know and you know they're moving to florida they're registering republican and voting republican most of them yes did you know that
3: they are i do know that
0: Mm -hmm. i do know that well here's the problem the subway system really is the heart and soul of transportation in that city as you can imagine and uh, subway ridership is already way, way down. So if they can't keep people safe on the subway, and people are being pushed in front of subway cars. People are being raped in front of. It's just. It, I mean, the city should be investing in cops, not all the rest of this crap. Landed they should be investing in cops and have cop at. It. I would have a cop at every, uh, at every landing and every station, at least uh, during certain times of the day. New York City needs more police, but people are retiring. They don't want anything to do with that city anymore. It's a sad, sad thing. I feel like, in many ways, it's my my home city next to Philadelphia because that's where I got my radio start. And I feel like I know so many of you folks there. Anyway, we'll duke this out, folks. We'll We'll stand together here. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, folks. I'll see you right here tomorrow as well as our trucker friends and our friends in Ukraine. Take care.